This episode brought to you by Vacant Teen Stairs. Do you want to feel judged and bullied, but also angry and fearful of the future? Stare into the eyes of a teenager. Is there anything going on in there? Am I not cool anymore? Is that kid going to murder me? Experience the mystery that is the vacant teenage stare. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. get priority but we also review older horror movies both good and horrible uh, uh, uh. wow that didn't sound good oh, oh it's horror movie time Whoa. Oh. Uh, <coughs> hello and welcome to horror movie talk your panel of expert hosts each week are Paisan, Dr. Bryce Hansen. Oh! <laughs> and I hold a PhD in spookology, and across from me sits Professor David Day, who is the foremost expert in scare. Oh, oh! <laughs> can you mute my computer real quick? Oh, sorry, I, I did mute it. You can oh, go ahead. No, now. mute it. Mute it. I gotta, mute it. Okay. Plug in. Okay, unmute it. There you go. <clears throat> Um, new theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrorable. Today we've got a great show. We've we're doing the patron pick for January. Whenever this gets released, it might not be January, but um, if you're a patron, you've could listen to this. Listen to this months ago. <laughs> we'll be reviewing the Strangers. Yes, two thousand what eight? Two thousand eight. Yeah. Yeah, fabulous movie. Mm-hmm. I've I, this has been a, a strong favorite of mine for a long, long time. Yeah, it's it's in this uh, subcategory of just truly dreadful nihilistic horror movies. Yeah, where it's yeah. like, ooh, that makes me feel not good. Now this, this is the best kind of slasher. <laughs> yeah, real feeling. The day ruiner slashers. <laughs> Um, okay, cool thing you might not know about Horror Movie Talk is we have the very best community of any podcast you've ever listened to. Go check us out. Oh, I'm sorry. Very gassy. I'm sorry. We just ate a bunch of burgers. Yeah. The, by, by the way, the first meal that Horror Movie Talk funds ever bought us has just... Thank you. Thank you, patrons. Has just been spent and expended by our right. tum-tums. Um... Check out our Facebook page. Um, you can find us on all social media. You'll find links on our website at horrormovietalk.com. Uh, we also do watch parties every second Saturday of the month, so check us out on streamlounge.io. You just create a free account there and you can watch with us. Um, we also have a Twitch channel, David Regul- Regularly Games. Regularly is a hard word to say. Quick. Yeah. Especially when you're mealy mouth like me. Um, and uh, we post new episodes every Wednesday. So please subscribe. Leave us a review, if you please, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you can leave reviews. Um, if you want to call and leave us a voicemail, call 682-253-4468. 
Uh, every episode, we start out by giving a brief review on our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, a 1 being a miserable dredge where it makes you feel angry, 5 being an average film that hits all the expected marks, and 10 being so good, so good it transcends genre boundaries. Um, if you haven't seen the movie, you can um, jump out at that point because we save all the spoilers in our spoiler section where we take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later on, we'll be doing a new bit called Strange Movie Titles. Whoa! Oh! oh. Where I'll explain the uh, intricacies of that fascinating game when we get to it. Um, again, our patrons voted uh, on a film in January for us to review. You can join in on the vote and submit your selections if you join us on Patreon. Um, and this month they landed on the strangers. Here is the tra- here's the trailer. I just want to tell you something. What do you want to tell me? You are my girl. I love you, Jimmy. What is that? It's okay, there's nothing here. I haven't heard a dog bark, a car pass, nothing. I'm so bummed out that they shared that last that line. bit in the in the trailer. That's that's the best line in all of horror movie history. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's out of context. It's not. It, I think after the context of the movie, when you watch it, and then you finally hear it, it's like it has it hits a little cool. different. That's. I think that's the best line that's ever been written for a horror movie. Right. Just because you were home. The st- wow! Could you hear my gurgling when I breathed no, in? No, not at all. Oh, oh! So for those of you who are not familiar, <laughs> David has been watching The Sopranos recently, and I and I brought up to Bryce that I love anytime something like impressive happens or someone gets burnt real bad on The Sopranos. There's this chorus of oh, whoa, oh, and we found a um like an eight minute long <laughs> compilation of all the oh. 
Sopranos. In the Sopranos. Yeah, the best one are when there's like a social infraction <laughs> or someone goes over the line in a group of people and the entire room just goes, oh, the Sopranos. <clears throat> you can check it out on HBO Max. Uh, the Strangers can be found available for rent at the usual places. A uh, young couple comes home late after a friend's wedding. Kristen, played by Liv Tyler, and James, played by <clears throat> actor and or speed racer villain the Scott Speedman. The fastest Scott <laughs> there ever was. Appear distraught despite the obvious preparations for a romantic evening at home. We learn that their evening has been ruined by a failed proposal, and they awkwardly work their way through the fallout. In the midst of their relationship turmoil in the turmoil, in the middle of the night, they receive a strange visitor looking for Tamara or Tamara. She goes by both. Tamara! <laughs> they turn the teen girl away, but soon she returns. Eventually, more strangers in masks show up and torment the young couple with increasingly strange behavior. It's true. The Strangers is in a group of super nihilistic horror films that use lack of motive, message, and pretense to their advantage. The dread felt in this movie is strong and is caused by the confusion and hopelessness of the protagonist's situation. The other feature of this story is that it's believable. The opening credits even state that it is based on true events. Those true events being mainly that murderers exist, and sometimes they target complete strangers for no reason. True. True. <clears throat> the film reminds me of the original Last House on the Left, which we just reviewed for a uh, pretentious, pretentious review. Patreon-only review. <clears throat> and Funny Games, which I also watched recently. Hmm. Um, mostly because they will all completely ruin your night. Yeah. <laughs> It's the common thread between all of them. Yeah. Um, this film is well-crafted, and the suspense and tension is expertly increased over time. It's a very simple and uncomplicated premise delivered in a tight hour and 30 minutes. The ending is a gut punch and will stick with you for a while. Um, this is my second time watching it. For some reason, it didn't hit me as hard as the first time, probably just because I've watched those other two movies now. And I think... Um, We've got to review Funny Games eventually, because that one is, like, an even more uh, disturbing version of this. Oh, really? I think. <clears throat> Interesting. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I give this one a score of 8 out of 10. Yeah, I'm I'm not far away from you. This is directed by Brian Bertino, um, who uh, has also directed... Uh, the Dark and the Wicked, mm -hmm. which we reviewed last year. Um, uh, he also wrote the second one of these, Strangers Pray at Night, um, and um, The Monster, and he also directed The Monster. Um, he also had his hands in uh, The Black Coat's Daughter. Mm -hmm. and In the making of the movie, The Black Coat's Daughter. Didn't Oh, yeah, my apologies. Sounded like there were no sexual appropriate. Um, connotations to what I was saying. No, um, yeah, the, when I first saw this, I believe uh was in theaters, and uh, it blew me away uh, in terms of just, yeah, how real 
it is um, and uh, and how possible all this could be. This is one of the reasons I like home invasion stuff so much is because it really taps into a, a part of me that's like, right, that shit could happen. Mm-hmm. It's not likely, but it that could definitely happen. It does happen to, to people. I mean, a, a darker version of the other side of this is um, I feel like the flip side of this movie is henry portrait of a serial killer Mm. where it's just like a serial killer just doing what he does Mm -hmm. and kind of barely explaining why but the but the things he hints at are dark and it's like gotta kill you know yeah and the best way to do it what am i gonna do just not kill people not kill people and the best way to do it is attack at random and never with the same thing and always ditch the murder weapon and just just go on the lam and lead a life where you're killing people, stra- total strangers, on the move. And, uh, and yeah, this movie really is bleak. Uh, and, and Liv Tyler is, uh, like, chef's kiss. I, mm-hmm. she, I miss her. I wish she was in a fuckload of other stuff. She's one of my very favorite actresses right up there. With Jennifer Connelly, and you know, you put them side by side, and you kind of see my type, and uh-huh. you go, "Oh yeah, that, yeah, that's." Mm-hmm. But Liv Tyler in this is stunning rays of beauty, mm-hmm. and I and I love her, mm-hmm. and I want her to st- live. If you're listening, <laughs> please introduce me to your dad. We need to be famous. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, uh, this is. I don't. I won't. I won't go crazy and and say that this is a ten out of ten. It's a pretty bare bones movie. Um, I I don't think it transcends the horror genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's this is, but this is my favorite version of a slasher that has ever existed. Uh, this is more this, than Scream. Oh my god! This is a better. This is a better slasher. Uh, for my for my money mm. uh, than any other slasher. Um, because it feels very plausible to me. That's a lot of people say, like Michael Myers, that shit could happen, dude. And I go, okay, but this, this feels strangely close to home. So I, I'm going with a nine on this one. This one, I really enjoy this one a lot, and I need to watch the second one. Yeah, I, I need to watch it too. I did really like this one, and I'm surprised I haven't watched the second one yet. Yeah, when did so? How long? Second ago one did came you watch out. It? 2018. 2018 was the second one, but... Um, I mean, I watched this since we started the podcast, so within the last three and a half years. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, How did it strike you that first time? I loved it. It was great. Just like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Oh! (laughs) I kind of of saw... I I kind of knew what what it was going to be before I watched it, but I was just impressed at how well they did it. Yeah. You know? And there was kind of at the time there seemed a lot of like these types of movies of, but done not so well. Yeah, like um, like uh, what's that one where they there's one night out of the year, um, the purge, the purge, the strangers, funny games is very similar. Um, Hush, I thought was going to be another one of these where it was like okay, another another mask guy home invasion. They're all they all have their different flavors though, yeah. and it, they look like they're the same, but they're not. Right. Just uh, the different spices and tastes of the horror genre. Speaking you know? of, speaking of spices and tastes, tastes. 
Bryce, I got to tell you, normally when we do these long days, it, I'm fucking dead by now. Uh-huh. Like, I'm dead. But this thing where we eat food, it's pretty good. Something about it's working for me. Pretty I good. feel pep. I feel like my blood sugar is is at a normal yeah. spot. Yeah. I could go for a while. Me too. We'll great. have to do this again sometime. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Oh. Well, if you want a 10 out of 10 experience... In shopping for t-shirts, go to nightchannels.com. Good transition. <laughs> uh, nightchannels.com is a longtime sponsor that we really appreciate, and they have all of the best t-shirts and hoodies around horror, occult, uh, rock and or roll. Um, what else have they got? Alternative music. Yeah, music, occult, <laughs> Satanism. Cool yeah. stuff. Well, a bunch of cool shit. And uh, they're designs that you're not going to see anywhere else. So really, all we have to ask you to do is take the Night Channels Challenge. Go to nightchannels.com and just browse because you're going to find something that you want that you're not going to find anywhere else. And then use code HMT at checkout to get 13% off. That's code HMT at nightchannels.com. Um, if you're listening to these commercials and you don't want to, there is a way that you can listen to a commercial-free version of Horror Movie Talk. That's if you subscribe to our Patreon at the 666th level. Yeah. $6.66. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Um, so check us out there, and there's a lot of other exclusive content. We have another podcast called The Afterpod where we just leave the mics running and talk to each other so you can get to know us a little better, you know, whether you like it or not. Um, and then we've got our shop at horrormovietalk.com slash shop. We've got our logo tees, and we're getting a new infusion of stickers. Oh, baby. Um, new merch is coming there quickly. Soon. I mean... Maybe, probably already there. This episode, who knows when yeah. it is. Um, but a big announcement we have that we want to promote, especially to locals around the Portland metro area or the Pacific Northwest... We're going to do some live shows, live screenings. I'm so nervous. Movies. I'm so nervous, Bryce. Oh, my you know, gosh. I remember I, I told you that, like, oh, you're going to freak out. And you're like, this is not what I need to hear, Bryce. Yeah, why would you do that? Please please me? don't tell me what I'm going to do. Um, but we've got a series of four films that we're going to screen at the local Kiggins Theater, historic Kiggins Theater in downtown Vancouver, Washington. Um, just over the river from Portland, Oregon. We're going to start at the end of March, March 25th. We're going to do The Exorcist, the uh, April 22nd, The Burbs. What's next? April, May 27th, The Fly, and then June 24th, Hereditary. Oh. Um, I don't think that we're 100% confirmed on the dates, but that should be what they are. Um, so we're going to do this, and it's going to be a... Big production. We're going to start the Kiggins Cult of Horror, um, where we're going to have a real fun time and do special um, stuff before and after the show. So please join us at Kiggins Theater in Vancouver, Washington. Yeah, you want to meet Bryce and I uh, in a very rare thing that I would never allow to happen otherwise, mm-hmm. ever, ever. Uh, well, you can come on down and meet us, and I will, I will shake your hand, and, uh, and we'll make out. Yeah, this is a situation where, unlike several other fan meetings that we've <laughs> aborted, 
I <laughs> we won't be able to get out of this one. I You'll dip, find us in a specific room. I dip due to paranoia and anxiety <laughs> so quickly on me. <laughs> I met your I, I met your sister in law at Walt Disney World, uh-huh. and I just wanted to die. Oh, I just want, from her husband. Oh, just thinking about it makes me want to crawl into a hole and die. I don't think they really listen. Tyler might have listened once or twice, but he was like, the famous David Day. It's the other half of horror movie talk. Like all my it was like that. It was like that scene in Terminator 2 where the where the blast from the atomic bomb hits and (laughs) blows all the skin off of of her. I was just like, no. And then the skeleton just gets puffed into dust. Right. I was just like, no, I want to die. <laughs> well, it's going to be like that at Kiggins Theater <laughs> in Vancouver, Washington. Come witness no, the it, apocalypse of I, David. I, <laughs> <laughs> we got to cut this commercial out and just put it on the yeah, rest yeah, of them. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, check out our resident artist, Dustin Goble. He's a professional artist who fucks hard. He also takes commissions for artwork he says that he's filled up and that he doesn't have time for commissions but like we said in our previous episode if you bully him just bully him into taking your money he'll probably do it yeah offer him more just be like ugh Dustin when are you gonna do Dustin not paint for me hey dgobel00 on instagram.com I love your stuff why don't you fucking do what I say and mm-hmm. draw, bitch? Get on your little computer draw pad and draw, bitch. You think you're not going to take my money? Uh, you're going to take it and you're going to like it. You're going to spend it on your beautiful family. Nice dreams. So anyways, <laughs> contact him on Instagram at dgobel 0 That's it. At D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0. And make your artistic dreams come true and create Dustin's work nightmare um tell them hmt sent you again if you want to leave us a voicemail or talk to us call 682-253-4468 thanks for listening let's get into spoilers bing oh 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 it doesn't work. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's a pretty simple movie. And, this is and a really, bare bones movie. Really, yeah. what it's about is like the feeling and the dread and like the nihilism of it um, and the feelings that you feel while you're watching it of helplessness. Um, but there are a few things we can talk about. Um, first of all, it starts out with based on true events, which is probably the vaguest way you can term, like, this could happen. Yeah, but this one, the way this one does it, is effective. I don't... I So much of this movie has to do with really good aesthetic choices. Mm-hmm. Really good color palette, really good lighting palette, um, just a real quiet score that's not... Mm-hmm. You know... The re and okay, I you know I was thinking because we had just seen Scream, uh-huh. uh huh, twenty twenty two before watching this, and uh, and then you juxtapose it. That's the 
the a total opposite end of the spectrum in terms of slashers compared to this. Mm-hmm. You have all these overlit scenes. You have all this, all these big violin re- re- kind of screeches to to build your. And this is all understated. Uh-huh. Everything about this is quiet. You hear crickets. You you don't you see a shadow move. It's all you know. You don't see the killer. Um, uh, if if most of the time, a lot of the time, it's just noises that they're making. Or um, yeah, it's very intimate. It happens on one night. It's it's really like a just several hours. Yeah, I mean, it says it starts at four four a.m. Yeah, so this is really like four or five hours before the sun rises. This is yeah, it could be just be two hours, but but all of that to say that even bleeds over that that. Good. All these good decisions bleed over even into this dumb little blip at the start that says true story. The way it's set for some reason hits a little bit different than mm-hmm. the way others are set. When, and the fact that it's read out loud. Maybe that's it. I think, yeah, I think that feels more of like a unsolved mysteries type of situation where you're like, oh, this is a documentary. Right. Yeah. yeah, they tap into something with that intro. That's it's like, like a warning that you'd get before a TV show. Is like this is real shit. So yeah. don't let your kids watch it. We try to be respectful of the victims and their families, and it's like shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think on IMDb, it does. There's no specific story that it's referencing. Um, there's a couple theories of of what it could be referring to. I think the screenwriter said that. Um, it was inspired by um, a home invasion when he was younger, like someone broke into his house and stole stuff. Um, but I don't think, you know, I don't think they were wearing masks and killed his parents. Um, I mean, it, th- th- that's the, the mask part is the most believable part. People wear right. masks to commit crimes all the fucking time. Right. That's that's the thing. Um and then there was another one where there's this, like, um, these murders at some resort cabin or something where this family is, is having vacation and they just wake up the next morning and the parents are dead and the son that was at another person's place comes back and just sees him murdered. Yeah. And it was never solved. Yeah. And what's disturbing is that's just, uh, they just pick their, they put their hand into the hat and picked out whatever one that's that story that's happened millions of times Yeah, since the beginning of time of like, oh yeah, there's just murderers out there that are never going to be caught, that are serial killers that just know what not to do. Like the only serial killers we know are the ones that are bad at it and make it easy for cops to catch this is and it's not easy this is the thing that i think this is this there's a there's a misconception in the way we general the the way society generally thinks about killers which is you know who they are Mm -hmm. well it's uh it's these ones it's ed Mm -hmm. gein Mm -hmm. well he wasn't a killer it's uh you know ted bundy right it's uh you know, it's these, it's all these, kill- it's this guy down the street that shot his wife, you know, uh-huh. he's caught, he's in jail now. Right. These are the killers. But what that fails to comprehend, and, I, and this is going to be a Sopranos heavy episode, is the Sopranos exist too, where they just fucking kill people and they leave them on the street 
and there's no it's hard to suss out what the what the motive was so it's hard to find the person and they just live to tell the tale and they're not telling yeah i mean you watch like a columbo episode and it's like oh yes they they like uh used bleach and they cleaned up everything it's like oh if they didn't leave their hat pin at the scene of the crime they would have never been caught right but really all it is is like go somewhere where no one knows you don't have a criminal history shoot them in the face and then drop the gun or do you have a criminal history that's fine too like it's really hard to pin a random act that happened over the course of 60 seconds to anyone anywhere if they just walk away from it and act as though it never happened. Right. That's a hard... It's hard to connect these dots. Right. There is... I've been watching, again, on Reddit, crazy fucking videos. Yeah, yeah. There's been an influx of, like, shooting videos. Yeah. Where it's in public. Mm-hmm. It's like at a... There's one that was, like, at a bar. And someone just walks up to someone and shoots them in the head. And then just walks away. And it's one of those things where you're like, oh... We're just a bunch of monkeys because the reaction from the crowd is like, loud noise. What was that? They look around and they see someone dead and someone walking away and no one reacts at all for like a good five Mississippi. By then the guy's gone. And then they're like, oh, we should run away now. (laughs) So everyone scatters. You're like, oh, it's super easy to... uh, murder people if you just do it with purpose you know yeah first of all i don't appreciate you comparing me to a monkey um (laughs) second of all yeah no you're absolutely right yeah it's it's crazy how quick things happen and how bad you are at keeping up with it or if you're the one with the motive how good you can do how well you can do right i have full confidence that bryce you could murder Seven, seven or eight families worth of people. I know. And, and I could have. And our listener base ha- would have no idea. They wouldn't know. They would never suspect anything. So. I would never murder families. Well, I mean, everybody's part of a family. Well, not whole families. Oh, whole families. Right. Well, it's a hard, you know, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of footwork. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty general. And that's why it, this lands... Uh, so well is that you realize like oh this there are just psychopaths yeah yeah (laughs) just wandering around and it's so rare i mean it's like are you going to run into a serial killer well your chances are like point zero 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 one but it could happen you'll definitely run into a psychopath in your life oh yeah maybe not like a homicidal psychopath but Someone that has psychopathy. Everybody has met a few people who have killed other people by some means. Really? <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of vets out there. Well, okay. Yeah. True. I mean, obviously, killing someone in war is different than cold blooded murder right, 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 in right. society. Right. But, might not have but known my point, a murderer, but a manslaughterer at the very least. But my point stands, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, well, you you have met a couple people who have killed other killed other people. Right. And they bear that with some degree of, you know, of weight. Mm-hmm. Depending how much weight that, ha- that has on them. Well, damn. It's weird. Shit's weird. Yeah. So, the movie starts out... Thank you to our vets. 
Thank you to our vets. Thank you for your service. Um, the movie starts out really um, tender, real. Yeah, <laughs> they're driving home from this party, and their Liv Tyler is crying, and something happened that they're both not happy with. Um, they get home, and it's like festooned with rose petals, and then like uh, like a candlelight dinner is ready. It's kind of weird to do at 4 o'clock in the morning. I don't know if their plans were a little different. but the, No, they, you're, they, just, you're just not remembering what single life was like. I guess. Like, uh, no kids, you know. So, and some people have real late schedules. I used to know this family that would eat dinner at like 9 or 10 at night. What the fuck yeah. is going on with you? Yeah, that's not even abnormal. Do you do that? No, oh. but we're like, it can get pretty close to seven sometimes <laughs> no but you'd be surprised how close we come to seven some nights it's pretty crazy over here at the uh, handsome residence um so they go and you find out pretty quick that the reason why they're sad is a failed proposal that he proposed to her and she said no okay at a wedding this is amateur hour with this this speed. is the first uh, this will be what the majority of what we talk about is this failed proposal number one they're living with each other they're fucking hell yeah and she says no uh-huh oh my god ew david why well you don't it's not for you to know why you know maybe he uh maybe he smacked somebody's ass at the well i, I tell mean, you I'm i tell of- you what my reason would be if i were live tyler in this movie <laughs> Get better than Scott fucking Speedman. No. Who, what kind of fucking amateur dum dum proposes at someone else's wedding? This is bottom of the barrel stakes here. You're just dumb as shit if you're proposing at other people's wedding. Everybody knows that's the biggest faux pas dumb shit. Listen, I'm sorry. Because I know there's a Any bunch of our listeners out there. I know there's a bunch of you dumb dumbs out there listening to me right now being like, he doesn't know me. But I kind of do. You got to admit it a little bit. A little bit. David knows. David's. It's stealing the thunder of the people who are actually getting married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you doing? So, I mean, I'm just looking at. So. I grew up very traditional. Hell yeah. Like, you did. Look at you. You know, both me and my wife were virgins. I mean, according to what she tells me. And when to we. This day. When we got mar- <laughs> married. And, uh, you know, we we're very much like no you don't live with each other before you get married you don't have sex before marriage it's traditional and which is like a complete anachronism even for our generation um but even i recognize that like now a engagement means almost nothing because people are already living with each other for like years and then they get engaged and then they're engaged for years you can be engaged for over a year. So what does that mean? At any point in the engagement, you can still pull the ripcord. Bryce you know? over here. Trad trad wife, trad life. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, if why make if you're the woman, why make your life so hard? You're already living with the guy. Just say yes and then boot scoot out of there when you feel like and then if we could have had a happy start to The Strangers. Yeah, if you... would have been great. 
could have been like, hey, everything's going good. The lights are on in our house. <laughs> so that's number one. Um, what was the other thing? The length of engagements and then the fact that... Um, oh, yeah. Also, the other thing, more in line with, with your comment is, who asks to be married who asks for someone's hand in marriage without knowing what the answer is well i mean it happens a lot if you don't know the answer don't ask like that's not how it works oh that's this is a good psa actually i feel i feel like i feel like a lot of people do it okay listen we've just been to disney world (laughs) you've seen how many fucking stupid stupid people there are out there Mm -hmm. i mean just so dumb so dumb some people don't have the capacity to know Bryce they think they know I think Scott <laughs> Speedman is just slow on the uptake it's just like this is gonna be great he's gonna he thought it was going off he had rose petals and everything planned he had a he had a fucking I don't even understand the balls on someone that would buy an engagement ring without the wife picking it. Well, look, here's the thing, though, man. I did that. Like, look, it's all... If you really take two step back, steps back from engagement and the ceremony therein, and look at it for what it is, it's all a big fucking bribe. It's like, mm-hmm. please, 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 please just do it. <laughs> I bought you a ring that's worth three months of my work. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's beautiful, and you get to have it. And you have it. It's just yours. It's, it doesn't do anything. It does not do any. It doesn't turn into a cool 007 Lego car or anything like mm-hmm. that. It just sits on your hand. Just say yes. Just do it. Yeah. Come on. Just, just promise me that someday you'll marry me. I, like, there's nothing else you have to. You don't even I'm, have to marry. You just have to say get, okay. I'll even get down on one knee, bitch. I'm begging <laughs> you. I'll, I'll take you to Disney World and do it in front of the goddamn castle. You know, I, I do all these things. Please, please don't say no. It's all a big thing to not say. Don't say no. Right. Uh, if you're Liv Tyler, you probably say no a few times. Right. Yeah. Unless it's like, okay. I'm trying to think like a woman. Um, Good luck. Good luck. Um, like thinking as a woman. Um, I'm gonna identify for a woman for for a couple minutes here. The situation in which I feel like you are excused from, that it'd be okay to absolutely say no, is like, this guy truly sprung it on you. It's like out of nowhere, and you have shown no indication that you're into him that much. Or like, it's super early in the relationship, or, you know, or you've like said specifically, you don't want that. In which case, like, you just say no, like what? What are, what are you crazy? Any other situation where you've dated for a while, you like the person, they like you, 
Commit to a lifetime of enslavement. Just say yes in the moment. Just like... (laughs) What? You can... Again, an engagement is just an engagement. You're not actually married yet. You can say... It's so much worse to say yes and then later be like, nah. Is it? Okay, well, there's an aspect of of this that's a good point. There's an aspect of this that's a good point, and that is... It's unfair if if you're a guy and you're springing it on a girl. Uh, you're you're forcing a situation upon. Like she's having a good day. She right. just you know she just had a shake from McDonald's. She's feeling pretty good. Got that sugar high going. Uh, and then you come at her with something fucking heavy. Like, will you marry me? And now she's got to say yes so as not to like ruin the shit. It's like that's fucking stupid too. Like. Hey, dude, like I was having a good day. You got to spring life changing events on me out of nowhere. That's not fair either. So I get it. So here's here's your two choices. Say you're you're not quite sure that you really want to commit your life to this person, but you're dating. You guys are into each other like it's going okay. Okay, that's the situation you're in. Choice one, (laughs) you say yes, you still are unsure about everything but you're engaged you'll you'll uh, be committed to each other and work towards like coming together as a couple towards marriage and if it doesn't work out you can bail you can always say you know what i made a mistake i don't think we should get married Mm -hmm. that's choice one choice two is you say no Mm. and continue to have a relationship until you say yes later. How or no again. How painful and awkward is that for your relationship for at least like a couple months? Like, I feel like if you say no, you should probably just walk away at that point. Be like, yeah. Yeah, I mean. I guess you called me out. I'm not into it. Let's it's all kind I should of a probably crap. walk off. It's all kind of a crapshoot. Um <clears throat> But in any event, Liv Tyler, in my opinion, uh, and all women, have the right to say no all the time. And uh, let me tell you, my experience with women, they mostly do. So yeah. it's pretty astonishing that uh, that you get them to say yes once. And it's even more astonishing that that yes is, yeah, I'll hang out with you for the rest of our lives. <laughs> And it's even more astonishing when the person you say yes to is me. So, <laughs> so anyways, all right, get back into okay. Back. I'll, I'll back and get back into my man headspace. <laughs> oh, so, oh, so much better. <laughs> is it though? Aren't you miserable? <laughs> oh. oh, I'm so I'm. We get accused of being misogynistic sometimes. Uh, you do. And uh, I just don't see it. Um, what was I going to say? going to say something about the strangers. Oh, this is off to the side. Um, we were talking on the last episode about neurodivergent people, and you were talking about how Well, dumb- you say last episode, but we were talking yeah, on the yeah, Scream yeah, yeah, episode. Yeah, on the Scream episode. Um, and then you mentioned Disney World and seeing the vast swaths of stupid people. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, but in, neurodivergent doesn't mean stupid; it means different. Sure. 
Um, but the question is, like, what's neurotypical? What does that actually mean? This is what because, I... This is, I keep coming back to this with this thing is, like, there is nobody that's normal. Right. So, I would say there has... There is an average of, like, all traits and attributes of humanity, right? Yeah, yeah. I want imagine, to see the most typical guy. Imagine being that person, like, the peak of the bell curve in every possible way. Yeah. The just most like, normal. Just average intelligence. The spokesperson for normality. You have like an, un, you just have kind of an ambiguous, like un, uh, exceptional job. You have a beige 2001 Toyota Camry. You have like a small family that's of average intelligence and capabilities. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just not satisfied or dissatisfied with your life enough to self-reflect. Oh, this is weird. I don't like this. Like, is that what you want to be? Oh, no, I don't like it at all. (laughs) I'd rather be broken. Hell yeah. Broke is way better. Like, and, and what does broke even mean? Right. There's a certain level of, yeah, if you're neurodivergent, there's a certain level of being cursed. Like, I have to deal with this. Um, I'm separate from humanity because I'm different in these ways. But it's also just as much of a curse to be average. Ugh. Oh, yay, David! Yay! We've done it. We've solved <laughs> the othering of humanity. Okay, so... um yeah. So then they get stabbed. So then they begin fucking. And then I'm just really confused because like, okay. Which is it, bitch? What world is this where you can say no to a proposal and then both of you are like, all right, let's get down to fucking. Dude, Liv Tyler's long legs. Oof, those things went all the way to the ground, baby. Woo! Oh! Sorry. I like her personality. Yeah, me too. Um... Man, she's got, like, the softest spoken voice. She is an elf. I love her. Mm. Anyways, um, so it's 4 a.m. They state that because there's a loud knock at the door, and this teen girl with a glassy look asks if Tamara is there, or Tamara. Could you see the look on your screen? Could you see the person's face? Um, I, I mean, had, it wasn't brightly lit, but you could just tell that, like, the person is just vanc- vacantly staring at you. Yeah, She's yeah. not, like, looking around. She's like, yeah. Is Tamara here? Like, you can fill in the blanks about yeah, yeah. what you can't see. No, I just wanted to check because I had to watch this on my phone. Um, And then they say, no, sorry. And then uh, pretty soon, um, I think this is after, what's his name? Scott Speedman leaves. Uh <laughs> Speedman is a awesome last name. Do you think that's a stage name? Stage name. I kind of do. Speedman, dude. If I was an actor, wouldn't you do that? Came from like, a long line of Speedmans. Um, yeah my my uh, my dad's name is Flip. My actual name is Herschel Fleffenstein, <laughs> but uh, I go by Max Powers. <laughs> Flip Speedman. Chuck Norris. Pete Thundercrotch. <laughs> Big McLarge Huge. <laughs> um, so anyway, Scott's P- 
Speedman. Um, speeds away to get her cigarettes. And she's alone. And then there's a loud, loud knock. And it's the same girl. Uh-huh. I'm like, what the... F- hey, what bitch. the fuck? And now she's asking for somebody different. No, she was asked for the same person. Dave. Slab... Hang on. Hang on. Actually, I think it might be a different girl, actually. Was it or was it the same girl? I think it was the same girl. Uh yeah. Asking I, I for think the same it was person. the same girl. But hey, I, I'm gonna go down a list of fun names, okay? Here we okay. go. Here it comes. Bulkhead. Fridge, large meats, on <laughs> speed junk. Butch deadlift. <laughs> Bold big flank. Splint chest hair. Flint iron stag. Bolt Vander Huge. Thick McRun fast. <laughs> we put our faith in blast hard cheese. <laughs> Buff drink lots. Oh, slab. Oh, oh, hunk. Oh, flink. Buff drink lots. Let's get out there. Kick the back. Trunk slam chest. Fist rock bone. Stump beef knob. Smash lamp jaw. Punch rock groin. Buck plank chest. Stump chunkman. Dirk hard peck. Rip steak. Stump chunkman. <laughs> Oh. Face. Sling, oh. slab rock. Crud, bone meal. Oh. Rip, slag cheek. Punch, side iron. Gristle, McThorn body. <laughs> Slake, fist crunch. Buff, hard back. Bob Johnson. Crunch, oh, <laughs> 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 butt spin. Bob Johnson. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, oh God. Uh, oh, I'm going to pass out. If you haven't seen Mystery Science Theater doing Space Mutiny... You yeah. got it. Yeah. It's the best. Oh, man. Bob Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have fun. We have fun here. Um, we're mostly funny when we play other people's funny clips. Yeah. That's the best part is when we get to we get to be funny by virtue of knowing other funny people. Mm-hmm. Of other funny people. Right. Um, okay. So the girl comes back. And this is another movie where it feels like everyone's making the right moves. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no point at which, like, you're looking at the screen and you're like, can't they tell something's wrong? This is the scariest part of this movie is, look, all it takes is you to be outnumbered by one person. Really? Right. If two people have weapons and they want to fuck with two other people. Yeah, you're fucked. Uh, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Right. If they know what's what's up, like, and they cut the phone lines, and they... Yeah. Good night. Like, sorry. I think the only thing that doesn't seem realistic is, like, mm, would you not have your cell phone on you in this situation? They took his cell phone and took the battery off of it and gave it back to him. Right. But... I don't know. I like, feel like maybe it's this is pre like smartphone, so I you wouldn't be like tethered at the wrist with every move you make with your phone. But I feel like even if you have a flip phone, you would just keep it in your pocket if you're walking around. Especially if you feel like something's weird right now, you would you would have it with you because you're going to call your husband. You can't account. That's the only one that's that's a little weird. You can't but account for else, my father-in-law. Everything else feels right. Like the girl comes back and. Liv Tyler's characters immediately like something's not right. Can you please come back home? Something's weird. And uh, he's like, okay. And then it ramps up to the point of like, oh, this is more than just one creepy person keeping keeping knocking on your door. Because it's like, 
goes to like slamming on doors and like terrorizing pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and then the phones cut off. Um, and then there's also signs of them being inside. Yeah. Yeah. They're deadly silent. Right. <laughs> Whatever they're doing they're There's one of them and they're just like biding their time waiting around that door frame. Something. There's like a really, what, what's your favorite scene in this movie? I, my very favorite scene. Oh man. There's a lot. Uh, I, I really like that. That last scene where she's like, why are you doing this to us? Yeah. And they're like, because you were home. I think that's yeah. one of the best scenes in any horror movie ever. Yeah. I don't know. What about, what, why? That's the cast. And in terms of like, just creepy feeling, I'm just like, ooh, ooh. The scene towards the end where she's inside and she's hiding in the closet and the guy in the mask comes inside uh, and he's just kind of sits down sauntering yeah just kind of like hmm, just walking around like you would do and if you're like house sitting in your friend's house yeah just kind of like oh, i'm just gonna walk around aimlessly between these rooms just look around sit down have a breather get up well maybe i'll go uh get some chipotle it's like that situation, except, you know, they're murderers. Yeah. Like, that was chilling to me. Because that's like, even if you're outside or inside, this is what they've been doing. Right. They're just... They're, just, they're not, like, intently, like, stalking you and finding you. Part of it just is just making like, themselves at home. Right. Making themselves familiar with your shit. Um, and then uh, Scott Speedman comes back and she tells him what happened and that she's been tormented. And this is the hashtag believe women part of the movie. It's like, cause he's like, uh, are you sure it's the same girl? Like, what do you mean? They were knocking on the door. He was like, had a little bit of doubt. She's like, I'm being serious. This is scary. I'm like, okay, I'll check things out. This is like, yeah, the horror movie part of the movie. Yeah. Winking at, um, so yeah, believe women, David. Yeah, well, fist rock bone, stump beef knob, smash lamp jaw, punch rock groin. <laughs> um, so a lot of it is kind of similar. They're just being tormented, and they're trying to either find an escape, you know, drive away, and every at every turn, they've been foiled. Mm-hmm. Like the tires are stabbed, or they just get rolled over by a big truck or their phone is destroyed or whatever at every at every turn um the three antagonists have guessed it or like undone it um even when it seems like they have the advantage at one point um they have a shotgun which feels like game over at that point it's like in reality that honestly i feel like that would be game over wouldn't it if um, they don't have firearms and you have a shotgun inside a house well that's what you're banking on but really no no really listen i own guns i don't feel better 
And and the reason is because I'm a pragmatist, and I, you know, I understand that. Well, I mean, there's you know, there's fucking statistics on it. If you own a gun, you're a hundred percent more likely to be shot by a gun. <laughs> you know, well, like, yeah, but that's also you're hundred percent more likely to be shot by your gun, just because it's unlikely that you'll have to use it in the situation that you bought it for. Unless it was sure, 15. but I feel like if you have a shotgun. And you did what they did, which is just sit in a room and wait for them to come through a door. Unless they rushed you, all three of them, which apparently would just be a weird thing for them to do. Like, you got them. And in fact, the first time he shot through the door, the reality would be they would all leave. Because they'd be like, oh, fuck, we didn't know he had a shotgun. I don't know. I don't know. Because you know what? I don't have any idea what um, what a psychopath's mindset is. And I could tell you... Like, I can tell you the way I might respond to something like that, especially if I had a decent amount of um, hatred in me, mm-hmm. um, which is like, he's not going to come out of there. Let him fucking tire himself out. I'm just sitting there and, you know, we'll give him some space for sure. But we got him. There's three of us. Mm-hmm. We got him. Like, there's all kinds of fucking... I mean, and these guys are just loving the mind games aspect mm-hmm. of this whole thing. And that's what they do. They let him sit in that fucking closet. They, yeah, and the way the, the movie gets around it is his friend shows up. Dennis. <laughs> Dennis yeah. shows up. And uh, played by... Uh, not the name isn't actually Dennis, but it's played by Glenn Howerton. Right. From Always Sunny. And he shows up... And is like, can tell that something's going on. Something fucky is going on in the house. So he's kind of like tiptoeing yeah, and trying to like not alert dangerous people to his presence. And then he shows his head in front of the door where they're waiting and he gets shot in the fucking face. Bang. And then our boy Scott Speedman has just shot his best friend in the face. Yeah. Oof. So, yeah. Chunk Lodge. You can do it, Dennis, because you're a winner. <laughs> so Chunk Large Huge is really distressed, and uh, he he um, he doesn't completely give up on the gun. I'll give the movie that credit that they didn't just be like, "Well, this isn't worth it." Yeah. He still had. How the many gun. more of my friends will I murder before I learn? <laughs> and he tries to make a break for it, but then he's out in the open and he gets kicked by Mask Man. Um, and also to the movie's credit that they didn't pick up the shotgun. Right. They also didn't want to use it because it's funner to torment and stab people, apparently. Um, why'd you do it, man? Cause you were home. It's like, that's the ultimate just knife in your back. Just like, Oh no. Oh no. There is no. There is no bargaining with these people. They are here for this. Ugh. Yeah. They're neurodivergent. Right. Yes. You gotta be careful with those people. Ah, they're always... You never know what they're thinking, Mm -hmm. because it's divergent from what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. Joe... (laughs) What was his name? John... Bo Johnson! (laughs) (laughs) Bob Johnson. Bob Johnson. <laughs> um, so, 
yeah, the ending, we can just talk about the ending. It's just super nihilistic. And like you said, because you're home and then they just kind of slowly stab him to death. And that's it. The end. And then she, it shows that Liv Tyler is like still alive at the end, but that's all they give you. She scares some, she scares Mormon boy number one and number two. Yeah. Which I was like, I don't know. As a former Mormon missionary, I feel like if you're going to do it, do it right. Like, they're not kids. They're not like 14-year-olds. Right. I That was a little bit off-putting. It was like, how old are the Mormons that come by your house? I don't know. The other day, this one showed up. looked like he was 14. Like 12? I don't know. How old is that? Is a missionary? Mm, seven. Yeah. And is a religiously divergent person. Like... It was deeply offensive to me that they didn't get that right. Well, you know, I mean, this is a world of offensive stuff. You're going to have to grow a thicker skin. But yeah, I feel like it would have been just as effective if they did use like, you know, 19-year-old guys with name tags coming up. They're like, hey, anyone home? It's dangerous. Death. Walking in on a room with Liv Tyler in it. You don't want 19-year-old guys. You want somebody... Doesn't have the grip of testosterone. Mm, yeah, because of the implication. The implication, right? Maybe that's what it is. Bryce, are you saying you would rape Liv Tyler? No, I'm saying that's what you are saying. Because of the implication. Yeah. Ah. Okay. That's the implication of what you're saying. I would recommend this movie to any fan of horror movies. This is not an easy watch. If you're not into horror movies, this is not going to be your cup of tea. This is far too real uh, for anyone, uh, in my opinion, Uh, and that's what makes it good. So if you're not a fan of horror movies and you listen to our show because we let you know what movies are like without you having to go through it, steer clear of this one. Um, I'm trying to find the clip. But who would who would like this movie? Oh, uh, not here. There's whales. Where is it? I'm trying to find the clip in the Big Lebowski. We are nihilists. We believe in nothing. <laughs> Ew, David. If you're a nihilist, you're you're gonna love this movie. Yeah, this is a really nihilistic movie. Okay, so yeah, go see it. It's great. If you haven't seen it, um, yeah, I really think I should probably watch Pray at at Night. Um, Okay, so for our next bit, Strange Movie Titles. Ooh, so this is a new game you came up with, I think. It's a new game, yeah. I was trying to do something on the... Something that involves Stranger. Mm. And this is what I came up with. Okay. So these are... I think I got nine movies. I'm going to read the description of the movie. And you're going to guess the title. What the fuck, dude? This is impossible. Some of these are easier than others. Okay. Some of them are impossible. Um, How many you got? There's a couple tricks. There are two tricks in this. Okay. How many you got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine. David, you're a dick. David. David, how long are you going to be doing this? David, David. Okay, shut up. Oh. Oh. Okay. 
first up. With the help of a gutsy female detective, a prosecutor who has almost lost the ability to feel emotions tackles a strange murder case amid political corruption. Wow. Oh, is this seven? This is a stranger. What? <laughs> How could I know that? Well, it's got the word stranger in Boy, it. Boy, that is... No, I guess he's not a prosecutor. When a young boy disappears, his mother, a police chief, and his friends must confront terrifying supernatural forces in order to get him back. This is a TV series on Netflix. TV series on Netflix. Stranger Things? Correct! Oh, wow. Stranger Things. So strange has to be in the title? Maybe. Oh, this is... Okay, this is where the... You're catching on. This is where the trick comes in. Okay, I get it. IRS auditor Harold Crick suddenly finds his mundane Chicago life to be the subject of narration only he can hear. Stranger than fiction. Correct. Number four. After being told that their children never existed... Wait, four? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. After being told that their children never existed... A man and a woman soon dis- discover there is a much bigger enemy at work. Starring Nicole Kidman. After being told that their children never existed... A man and a woman soon discover that there is a much bigger enemy at work. Enemy at work? Bigger than what? Yes. Um, after being told that their children... Never existed. Sorry, it's not. It's Julianne Moore. That's who it is. Not Nicole Kidman. Oh, close. Oh man, I I've seen this movie. I've seen this movie with Julianne Moore. I can't remember the name of it. I don't know. The Forgotten. The Forgotten. A- a- AKA The Stranger. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. I got two. Two for four. Two for four. Not bad. During their Christmas break, a group of sorority sisters are stalked by a stranger. During their Christmas break... Boy, this sounds a lot like Black Christmas 2019 or whatever it was. The original Black Christmas, a.k.a. Stranger in the House. Oh. Do I get it? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. Wow. Wow. I did good. Yeah, you're not doing bad. A psychopath forces a tennis star to comply with his theory that two strangers can get away with murder. This kind of sounds... For some reason, I immediately thought of, what about Bob? Um, (laughs) Okay, say this again. A psychopath forces a tennis star to comply with his his theory that two strangers can get away with murder. Don't know. I can't even think of a tennis based movie. Strangers on a train. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Yeah. Um during a babysitting gig, a high school student is harassed by an increasingly threatening prank caller. A babysitting gig. A high school student is harassed by a prank caller. Babysitting gig. Um 
give you a clue. It's heavily based on the collar part. Calling her. Strange calls. When a stranger calls. When a stranger calls. I'll give it to you. I deserve that one. While on a journey of physical and spiritual spiritual healing, a brilliant neurosurgeon is drawn into the world of the mystic arts. Okay, read it again. While on a journey of physical and spiritual healing, a brilliant neurosurgeon is drawn into the world of the mystic arts. Um, is this Doctor Strange? Correct, Doctor Strange. Wow. Okay, where are we? Are we you tied up right now? I'm uh, technically one, you gave me one, so two, I'm at five. Three. I have five. Oh wow. Yeah, then you've won. Technically. Technically won. But, I mean, you gave me one that I shouldn't have gotten. Okay, there's one last one. Okay, let's have it. Three friends reconnect in a secluded mountain town after a long quarantine. While out for a hike, the trio stumble upon something dark and terrible in the deep woods. Um, Read it again. I'm sorry. Three friends reconnect in a secluded mountain town after a long quarantine. While out for a hike, the trio stumble upon something dark and terrible in the deep woods. I don't. I don't have any guess. Old strangers. Okay. Wow. Well, I did all right. You did really good. Hey, I'm impressed. Just based on my bare bones knowledge of movies I've barely even seen. Mm-hmm. I should have done Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. That should have been one of them. Now that I think of it, I don't know what that is. Is that a is that one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Again, please share the podcast with a friend. Um, go to our website at horrormovietalk.com. There you can connect with us through all our social media links, um, read our blogs. And uh, if you want to do us a favor, you can click through the Amazon button in the banner of our website. If you're going to buy anything on Amazon, we'll get a little taste of that. But really, the best way to support us directly is to become a patron and where you can vote on movies like this if, you, if you're at the appropriate level. Um, special thanks to our patrons that voted for this. We got a couple new patrons we should mention. This is the wrong episode to do. Uh, yeah, we'll mention it later. We still love you, though. Um, <laughs> thanks again. Give us a call at 682-253-4468 to leave us a voicemail. Looking forward to those shows at Kiggin, so if you're local... Um, please plan on attending all of them. Yes, because we need you, and we want to meet you, say hi, shoot the shit, maybe grab a beer afterwards. Okay, everyone, we'll see you on the flippity flop. Bye-bye. Bye. Looking for a podcast? Full of burps and gas, perverted cast, skinny and fat, look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chopper chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids swearing not a pedo. Got me too with Cosby eating jello. Putting pop done gave Bryce flatulence. Drain addict, addict Dave does it. Give a shit. One through ten.
Forrester's alien. Linda Blair peed on Sigourney Weaver. I know it's true because it came from social media. Patrick Bateman can't understand you. Stab you to death for rotten Apple reviews. Opinionated podcaster with a doctorate. Spook allergy doctor of philosophy. Bad gastritis need colostomy. Turn Patreons into human centipedes. David Doobie Day, scare no, no expert. A global fucks hard, professional sex expert. After pods, taglines, and porno flicks. American Psycho, them guys pretty sick. Chopper, chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too, with Cosby eating jello. Train addict, addict, Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rubs. Nothing good happens in the woods. Always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle, machines tickle bitties. Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs. Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona. Green River Killer, because reasons. Hallway of Poop Monster Kids screaming. It's your ordinary dingleberry itinerary. 30 days shudder and jump scares ain't fucking scary. Time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes. Use their white socks to catch their loads. To show them one titty, pretty. Paganism, you should worship. They Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breast. Shifty ass, they spooky. Poor man's digress. Bugsy. HMT. Horror movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them.